Hello, brothers and sisters, and uh, welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, September the 22nd, and um, again, wherever you are, I hope you are well, and um, just feeling the presence of God uh, certainly uh, surrounding you um, before and behind, above and below, uh, to your right and to your left, and uh, within and without. Uh, we've got a short gospel today. It is um, Luke. We're going back to Luke and, and continuing our uh, journey through it. Luke chapter 8, 19 to 21. And I think I'm going to do something different today after we hear the gospel, but I will break that out after we break open God's word. So let's uh, listen to God's word. Luke chapter 8, verses 19 to 21. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The mother of Jesus and his brothers came to him, but were unable to join him because of the crowd. He was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they wish to see you. He said to them in reply, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So what I would like to do today is break open what they call an exegesis. Let's, let's take a look and say, okay, did Jesus have brothers? And let's look around and see what evidence there is for and against that. Uh, because we know as Catholics, we hold that he did not. Well, if we hold that, how do we make sense of Gospels like this? Now, this Gospel that we just heard can be found almost exactly in the other two synoptic Gospels as well. If you looked in Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 to 50, you would hear the same story uh, that Jesus and his brothers came and were unable. Uh, and Mark chapter 3, verses 31 to 35. Doesn't name them, simply says, uh, Mary or the mother, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to, to see him. They were prevented because of the crowds. I love that imagery. They were prevented. They were unable because of the crowd, uh, of course, which invites us to say, what prevents us? What is it that blocks us from seeing Christ too? But that's not an exegesis. That's just my thought. So, Okay, so who are these mysterious brothers? Well, let's look in other parts of, of Scripture, because they do name them there. Let's look particularly, uh, let's start with Matthew, and let's start with Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 to 58. I'm going to throw a lot of Scripture at you today. So if you've got a Scripture in front of you, jump around. If you don't, well, God love you. You're just going to hear a lot of numbers and things. So Matthew 13, 54 to 55, or 54 to 58, what does that say? It says this, he, Jesus, came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. So that's Matthew's version. Mark's is very similar. Mark's you can find in Mark 6, 
1 to 6. Virtually the same thing, although I'll read uh, part of it. Uh, He, Jesus, departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given to him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter? So here he's not the carpenter's son, that's Joseph. But here, Jesus is the carpenter. Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary? And the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon are not his sisters here with us. And they took offense at him. So we know that Jesus was either a carpenter or the carpenter's son, most likely both, because uh, one followed in the footsteps of their, uh, their father, particularly a son did. And that was their limit and lot in life. And that's why they take offense at him, because isn't his lot in life being a carpenter? Why is he, why is he teaching? Uh, but we know his brothers are James and Joseph or Joseph, you know, depending on the translation, Judas and Simon. Okay, so he's got brothers. That's what they're saying. Kind of damning evidence here, isn't it? There are three prevailing thoughts, brothers and sisters, uh, of the, uh, the idea of did Jesus have brothers and sisters or not. The first is he did. He did. Scripture says it, such as, as we're hearing here, that his brothers came to him, uh, or here when we're hearing are, are not his brothers, and they named the four, and his sisters uh, unnamed with, with us. I mean, and so as Catholics, however, we look at that and say, well, that flies in the face of our doctrine, our teaching. It's not just a thought. It's doctrine of the perpetual virginity of Mary. So how do we deal with that? Uh, but that's thought number one, that he did. And if we talk to evangelical brothers and sisters, they will point to this. Uh, Our Protestant brothers and sisters, they'll point to this scripture and say, well, he did, you know, um, because of this. So, okay, let's put it out there on the table. Option number one. Option number two, that they were step uh, brothers and sisters of Jesus, that Joseph had previously been married. Uh, it's thought that Joseph was much older than Mary. Again, Mary got, getting married probably, which is typical at the time, uh, a virgin, a young woman, that's another uh, word for that, is, uh, was probably in the area of 15-ish years old. And that Joseph may well have been married before and had children of this marriage. Um, his previous wife had died, married Mary, and these brothers and sisters were of his lineage, brought to the marriage. And we know that Joseph, after he finds, he and Mary find Jesus in the temple at age 12, we see no more of him. Mary's at the foot of the cross when, when he is presumably 33, but we hear no more of Joseph after the, Jesus is age 12. Again, indicating and supporting the theory that Joseph was older, died earlier, and these may well be step uh, brothers and sisters. Theory number two. Theory number three is that they are not brothers and sisters, but they are indeed cousins. Um, and this is the theory I ascribe to, not just because I'm hoping, but I'm going to give you some, some uh, reason for my belief. And I'm going to give you a lot more scriptures. This might be a little longer one today because I'm kind of having a little fun with something different today. Um, so 
Where do I get that? I mean, okay, uh, Jesus, you know, they, they could be, you know, cousins, Joe, why are you saying that? Just because you want to? Because it, it, it goes with uh, the doctrine of the perpetual virginity of Mary? Um, well, let's use this. So, we know that um, in, the, uh, in the translation... Uh, scripture was written in, in Greek, in the New Testament. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and in Greek. Uh, it was translated over to the Greek in the Septuagint. And uh, the same, okay, let's use examples. So Abram and Lot. We know Lot was Abram's nephew. We know that. It's in, in Genesis chapter 12, I believe that's spelled out. Uh, but yet, the same word that is used in brothers here is used in Genesis chapter 14 when Abram is talking about Lot. Um, uh, Translated there as nephew and um, same word. Now, same word is also used later in Genesis uh, that is used here in the the New Testament and all those ones that I just gave you uh, is used when Jacob is speaking with uh, Laban. Uh, uh, Laban is... uh, the mother of Leah and Rachel, who you would eventually marry, both of those, and whom you worked for 14 years for to get those brides. And uh, he calls him his brother. And it is translated as brother using this word. So this word can either be brother or nephew, but clearly refers to more because Laban wasn't his brother. Obviously, it wasn't even his his kinfolk, but it, it was that same word that was used. So it's used for kinfolk. It was used for someone who was close to him and who was going to be kin and family as father-in-law. Uh, and it used here, translated as brothers and sisters, which we think direct family. So why do I not think direct family? Just because in Genesis, the same was used to talk about kinsfolk and extended family. Here's why. And I'm going to give us a lot of scripture here at the foot of the cross. So, here's what we know. At the foot of the cross with, when Jesus was on the cross, so before I even say it, who do you think is at the foot of the cross, right? Think about those stories. We've heard them all. Well, in Matthew, at the foot of the cross is Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and uh, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. So there were three women at the foot of the cross named in Matthew. If you want to check me, Matthew 27, 55, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and Mary, or excuse me, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee, those three. In Mark, who do we see at the foot of the cross? Mark 15, 40. Again, take your scripture out. You can pause this. Mark 15, 40. At the foot of the cross was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joses and Salome. Joses, again, depending on the uh, translation, J-O-S-E-S. So it would be Joseph. Mary, the mother of the younger James and Joses and Salome. So now we hear one of the sisters' names. The just two at the foot of the cross in Mark. Luke doesn't name who's at the foot of the cross, names, you know, that women were at the foot of the cross, but Luke names them in the resurrection, that these were the women who were bringing the spices to 
uh, Jesus on the morning of uh, Easter Sunday. And they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, who we heard from last week, right? The One of the women who supported the ministry of Jesus with their finances. So Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. Those three were the ones. So pretty common that it's Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. And then the third is either, you know, the, the mother of the sons of Zebedee or, or Joanna, or in John's case, um, Jesus's mother. So let's look at John, because John chapter uh, 19, verses 25. Oh, and Luke, by the way, was 2410, if I didn't say that. John is 1925. At the foot of the cross, and this is the one that ties it together, were Jesus's mother. Um, I want to read this directly to you. This is key, so sorry. Should have had this ready, but I didn't. So let's go to John 1925. Okay, Joseph Anthony. 1925. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, comma, Mary, the wife of Clopas, comma, and Mary of Magdala. So again, three women, Mary, or standing by the foot of the cross were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. So if we are to understand that the three women were his mother, or Joanna, or the mother of Zeb- the sons of Zebedee, Mary, the sister of Mary, the mother, Mary, the wife of Clopas, who is her sister. Again, does sister mean, boy, how did they have two sisters both named Mary? Wouldn't that be confusing when people called on the phone? Uh, Maybe it meant her sister-in-law. Maybe it meant kin. But kin, who was the mother uh, or the wife of Clopas? who also we hear on the others was the mother, uh, Mary, this Mary, the wife of Clopas, was the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Salome, that this is, so it would be akin to my aunt, who was the mother of, and those are my cousins. Does that make sense? I hope I'm making this this clear, that John is the one who says at the foot of the cross were, were his mother, his mother's sister, meaning kin, and Mary Magdala. Well, who is those kins? Mary at the other foot of the cross or at the resurrection story is this Mary is the mother of James, Joseph, uh, James and Joseph and Salome. Um, and that, those are the names that we heard earlier in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter 6, who, when they say, don't we know his brothers? Aren't they James and Joseph and Simon and, and Judas? Or James and Joseph and Simon and Jude? So I think there's reasonable um, argument that says these are cousins. They are kin to Mary somehow. Um, and, and that that is who was with Jesus, uh, and, and with Mary, excuse me, trying to get in to see him and that he didn't have actual brothers and sisters. And so as Catholics, we can support the perpetual virginity of Mary, but he had, um, cousins. And again, at that time, 
family was was far more extended than what we we see family as today. Final thought, uh, actually final two quick thoughts. And the first is this, remember at John's, the foot of the cross, if I would have kept going on with that story in John chapter 19, uh, Jesus gives Mary, she's not named in uh, in his gospel, but gives his mother to John, who's also not named, woman, there is your son, son, there your mother. And he took her in from that moment. Why else would he give her to someone unless she was alone? And if he had brothers and sisters, they would take care of him. So I think there's a final argument that, that indeed this is cousins we're talking about here. But again, I think there's a larger issue going on at play that uh, Mary is being given to us, the beloved disciples, as church. Final, final thought. Whatever you believe, whatever you believe, the questions we have to ask ourselves with this wonderful gospel are this. What keeps us from being able to join Jesus? They were unable to join because of the crowd. What keeps us from being able to join? And finally, you know who the mother and brothers are? Not just James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. Mother and brothers are those who hear and act on the word of God. May we not only just hear the word of God, may we not only just act without hearing it, because then we're acting on our own. May we hear the word of God and act on the word of God. That shows that same word that is used toward those others can and will be used towards us. That was kind of a long one. Let's pray. If there is someone or something you would like to pray for today, I invite you to call it to mind at this time. And let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second sorrowful mystery is the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Oh my goodness, that was a longie today. Um, Blessings to you. Let you and I, let us go out and hear the word of God well today and act on it. And so be sisters and brothers of our Lord.